Eagle crew that I was in, and even in when we went into the, you know, graduated from our weeklies to our monthlies, they allowed me to be not just authentic, but transparent. And women in leadership roles and strong, you know, women, we don't have an opportunity to let our hair down and be ourselves, right? To, to not be okay. We always have to be okay. You know, our, our cape is always flying. It's never resting. I don't care if we get caught in, in the window or the door, whatever. We, we always have to be on. So to be in a place of community and genuine love where people allowed you to cry. I don't like to cry, but I was like, I'm tired of crying. <laughs> but they allow us to cry and to grieve and to get through the things that were emotionally traumatic and causing us pain and causing us, holding us back. And so with that, they helped push us through. Like I wouldn't have had that same thing if I had done a one-on-one with you. They literally held us accountable and made it safe and made it okay. And then gave you that network afterward that you could also always go back and go back to and say, hey sis, here's what's going on. Here's where I am. Help me through this. I mean, Robin sent me an amazing prayer this morning to encourage me to let me know you got this. You're amazing. You're good. You got, you're like, this is, she told me you, you're like Queen Esther and you were built for such a time as this. I was like, come on with it. Deacon, that's Robin, right? So that's what happened. You, you get those relationships that you need that we don't have in corporate to make us feel safe and allow us to be not just authentic and but transparent as well. Welcome to Why She's Winning with your host, Christy Rutherford, a master of office politics and self-care advocacy. Christy's clients have received over 10 million in salary raises in a pandemic. Surprised that women are still getting paid during these challenging times? It's possible for you too. You can have it all if you believe you deserve it. Christy and her guests will assist you with that. Let's get started. Welcome everyone to Why She's Winning. I am your host, Christy Ara to the U-T-H-E-R-F-O-R-D. So today I have the amazing, phenomenal, brilliant, stylish, go get some. I'm talking about, I need to go change my outfit right quick. Leandra Morris Rucker. She recently, recently, let's be clear, recently assumed the role of vice president of product integration, leading the services vertical at MasterCard. In her role, she leads the global data and services and cyber and intelligence product integration team, ensuring the successful, consistent, and scalable integration of new or significantly enhanced solutions. She is a global operations and engineering veteran specializing in new product launches. She most recently served as the Global Innovation Product Manager at Novanta in Bedford, Massachusetts, where she successfully managed a portfolio of critical path operations projects with focus on new product introduction into manufacturing via a stage-gated R&D development and transfer process with a projected initial, what's the Gross margin. Gross margin. margin. Okay, uh, of $10 million. Novanta awarded Leandra the 2022 Champion of Change Award for her work in creating and executing processes, templates, and training to support the new product introduction strategy, Novanta's Pipeline for Innovation and Programming. Prior to her journey MasterCard and Novanta, she held leadership roles with increasing responsibility in engineering and operations with Corning Optical Communications, Corning Life Sciences, Verizon Interface Solutions. She served as U.S. co-chair for Novanta's Women ER Group and board member of Women in Manufacturing, North Carolina chapter, Corning's Women in, is that Women in Manufacturing and Friends, 
Black Employees Network, and the Diversity Council. Additionally, she also coached and mentored several young engineers and technicians in the plant manufacturing environment. Leandra holds a Bachelor of Science in Chemical Engineering from Renesler, I probably got that wrong, Polytech Institute and a Master's in MBA in Technology Management from Stevens Institute of Technology. In her spare time, she enjoys working out, triathlon training, singing on the praise and worship team at her church, amen, cooking for friends and family, and spending time with her husband and chair Ren. Welcome, Leandra. Hi, everybody. Hello, Christy. All right, hey, Robin, I see you, girl. We got we got the Eagle crew. We got the Eagle crew. They all showing yeah. up. Okay. See. All right. Dana, of course. All right. So, Christine and then Joanna. All right. So, let's get this party popping. So, Leandra, what was going on with you when you were like, you know what? I think I want my life to be different. What, what was going on before you before you chose to, to work with us? Is that my internet or yours? You frozen. Whose internet is that? Robin, do you hear me or Leandra? All right. So we will pause. Uh, all right. We got Jennifer, Nicole, Valerie, and everybody. I think this is... Um, Amanda Sabal, who doesn't have the right privacy settings on her LinkedIn. So while we wait for Leandra to come back, because I see y'all still popping. So if y'all still popping, that means that y'all can hear me. Can y'all say hear me? If y'all hear me, and we'll wait for Leandra to come back on her internet. Oh, she'll be back. All right. So um, happy Friday, everyone, while we wait for Leandra to come back. I am excited to share this information with you. And, you know, here's the thing, yo. Do you even believe that you can have greater? And a part of what my goal is with these interviews is to share with you that you can actually have a completely different life, no matter what's happened to you in the past, right? I want you all to know that you can have a completely different life, regardless of how bad you have it right now or how much your life sucks right now or how much your life sucked in the past i think that a big part of where we are is we're buying this narrative that we can't change and i'm here to tell you that that is a lie so a part of these interviews isn't just to put my amazing and phenomenal clients on um hey olivia it's not just to put them online to say hey um, you know, talk about us. I really want to be able to inspire y'all to let you know that your life can be completely different. If you make the decision that you want your life to be different, if you make this, the, the decision that you can be different. And what I talked about in my post this morning was a lot of women and men, but a lot of women say that y'all want something different. You say that you want, um, thanks Christine. You say that you want a greater life. You say that you want different things, but you don't believe that it's possible. So one of the things that Florence Schoolball Shin says, she said, you can't plan for success. You can't plan for failure and get success. Right? You can't plan for failure and 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 have a plan B of what's going to happen and not understand that um, you can't plan for failure and expect success. So here we go. There she go. Still, still on with that shirt. 
It's all right. You got to mute yourself. We good. We good. I, I filled in the blank. You know, I make this stuff up as I go along. It's great. Oh, okay. We good. We good. We good. <laughs> we good. I'm, okay. I'm, all right. So what was going on in your life when you was like, you know what? Let me sign up for this, for this one day event. Oh, so my good friend, homie, your friend, my homie, Erica Jefferson, told me a while ago, I think you should be a VP. And I think you should make X amount of dollars. And I looked at her like she was like two heads. Like, what's wrong with you? Whatever. Blew her off. And then she got mad at me. She said, I can't with you. You need to go talk to Christy. I was like, fine. So then miraculously, this January event came up and I had nothing else to do. And she was on my nerve. So I said, okay, I'm going to just go ahead and sign up. So I did. I signed up for the five-hour event. I was like, what she got to say to us that's going to take five hours? Really? I was like, well, I have nothing else to do. It's cold outside, so I'll do it. And that's, that's how I ended up doing it. Literally, kind of like kicking rocks. Like, I don't want to have my arms crossed. And was like, fine. So. So let's let's back it up on this one. Now, now that you know the difference between the friends that will console you and the story that you tell yourself mm-hmm. and have the friends that challenge you to to not accept where you are right now what is what is the um what is the contrast and how do you feel about that right now well i do know that the circle of friends that i know who have me has gotten real small right the i'm guarding folks um you had us do the the pluses minus x's zeros exercise and i had to reevaluate that and i saw when i really started to dig into it i said oh wow these people really have my back because they don't care whether I like it or not. They're going to give me the truth, right? There's the facts and then there's the truth, right? And they're going to give me the truth, whether I want to hear it or not. Um, and they'll support me in my truth, but the facts are, are, are just facts. They can change based off of what the truth really is. And as long as you have those people that are close to you, always giving you the truth, you're good. But the mother folks, nah, you got to let them go. They in that, that negative zero column, just cut them off, let them go. Okay, so I did talk for five hours. So what did you get out of the whole five hour conversation? Uh, well, were we bored for five hours or, 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 oh, or no. what was going on? So the irony of it all is that I was in the back chatting with the other ladies in the group who eventually became my eagle crew who we went did it all together. But um, there was... Oh, a lot of things you said and was kind of like hitting us in the head. We was docking and diving like, all right, she got, she got a little juice. But when one of your current um, clients um, got in there and she started doing the, you know, the wine and then you was like, wait, you going to put the business of the family out and then you stop the recording and you beat her in the head to the white meat. And we was like, oh, snap. You know, because she was in that. Oh my God, I went to my boss and he went and gave me a raise for $10,000. And I don't know what's wrong with him. And I'm living my best life. And he was like, (laughs) and we was like, I I don't know about everybody else, but I was like, this is crazy. I like her. She can handle this. Because you can't come to me weak and like talking it all sideways. I'll eat you up, spit you out. And you know what they say, get the meat and spit out the bones. There'll be some raggedy bones on the ground. You gone. So I was like, this heifer, I'm sorry. I can say heifer. Yeah, this heifer crazy. So I was like, yeah, I like her. I like her. She got juice. (laughs) 
we was like, oh. Then you put the recorder back on and just jump back into the slide. She was like, game recognized game, right? So this is stuff that we do on a regular basis at work. Right? That's how we show up. And we we have to, um, you have to have a strong person who knows himself, who can really lead you you know, to the to the water and get you where you need to go. You can't have somebody who doesn't know who they are. So it's like, she knows who she is. Is she all right in her crazy at moments? She could turn it on and off. I like her. I like her. First of all, I never I never try to be normal, right? And uh, Theresa asked for the workshop is levelupwithchristy.com. We're actually meeting tomorrow. It's only three hours. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to squeeze it all into three hours. I ain't talking I about that. That's, that's going to be fun. <laughs> So let, let's talk about authenticity. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the thing about being who we are mm-hmm. is that I am Christy Rutherford. There's no other Christy Rutherford in this world. Thank the heavens. Um, but, you know, we're taught that we should be more passive or if I want to attract women to me, then I should, you know, speak nicely or I should you know, let women do whatever they want to do. But I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, and y'all already know, we come for a result. We ain't coming over here playing, right? Oh, right. you don't change <laughs> if you come over here at Vision Finder International. You think you will come over here just d- dilly dally around and you're not going to change. Oh, no, you're going to change. So what was that, you know, besides, you know, watching me uh, drag this lady through the mud? She was a current client, but she got her awakening. I promise you, she woke up after that. What was that like? Um you know, experiencing that. Um, so people tell you to be authentic, but you don't necessarily always have an opportunity in a safe space to be authentic. And then I had my moment of my authenticity challenged, right? Actually interviewing for my current role. And you and I connected. And I was like, their energy was, I had my own moment. The energy was off and they wasn't right. And they came, they wasn't cool. And then I changed what I said. And then all of a sudden he was like, you stopped doing and started being. And I was like, here she go. He was like, no, you're doing too much. You're doing, you're always trying to do. You're looking at performers and looking at their past year over year. He was like, just go in there and be. Then when you stopped, when I, I made a joke and got them to laugh, and then I switched the whole conversation, the narrative of the conversation changed because I was authentic in who I was. I mean, even so much in the way I came and presented myself in my interview, you know, someone's like, oh, you should just wear a white shirt in a block. That's not me. I had a green blazer on and some other crazy glasses. I don't know. But I was feeling myself because I know who I am. And I got in there and I did my thing. And I I was authentically who I was. I didn't make an excuse for it. And I honored that. And so when you do that, your natural gift and anointing just flows from there. If, you, if you're trying not to be who you are, it's basically like you put a dam in that. And it's just going to keep hitting it. But when you are authentic in yourself, the dam is released and it just flows. You just go into your flow. Your energy is high. You're everything. And you being yourself. And it's like, it's so amazing that you get stupid happy and people can't stand you. They're like, what's wrong with that girl? She just walked around skipping. It was good. It was good. So here's the thing about strong women. One, we're psychotic because we're told that we can't be. And we're alpha and you should tone it down. And then when you take your picture, you should stand with your arms crossed like this. And we take these executive presence classes and and and, and an executive presence class is somebody telling you to be everybody that you're not. 
You know, you should furrow your brow and you should raise your hand and you should speak up in the meeting. You should, even if even if you don't have anything smart to say, never leave a meeting without saying something. And then you wonder why people don't like you is because you're chopping on everybody else's clothes and you're not being yourself. So right. you in the beginning of the interview, what you talked about, you were all kind of closed up and you were tight. You're a strong woman. Let's, let's be clear. Strong chicks manage the energy in the room. If yes. you're nervous, they nervous. Yes. If you're shut down, they shut down. We come with this huge ball of energy. We are the alpha women. We are the powerful women. We are the queens when we walk in the room. It's like a queen who's not comfortable with her power offsets the energy in the room and makes everybody nervous. It's, it's like it's like a lioness that's sitting in a room and she'll flick her to a hyena and then she'll flick her to a donkey and then she'll flick her to a cat. And, you know, like, oh, okay, you don't like me being a lioness. Let me go be a cat. Oh, you don't like that. Let me be a, let me be a hyena. Oh, you want me to do this? And so when you're uncomfortable in your power, they're uncomfortable with your power because yes. you're not comfortable. Correct. So once you settled in and you cracked a joke, every, mm -hmm. everybody became at ease because mm -hmm. you were at ease. Yeah, I was, I, I think about, you know, in the Bible when it talks about David and Saul and David was going to battle. He tried to put on Saul's armor and he was like, I can't wear this. This ain't me. Let me paraphrase. He's like, I, that's not my style. So he went with his slingshot and his little shepherd boy clothes and killed Goliath, right? So that's what the thing, you got to put on your shepherd clothing because that's who you are. Honor who you are. Don't be trying to put somebody else's armor on or somebody blazer or somebody whatever. Be who you are. And when you come out swinging at that slingshot, you're going to kill every giant every time okay so let's talk about um i'm gonna answer the closed question later i'm gonna get on that and get on that um okay so moving on you saw me drag the lady through the mud it was great she had her awakening on the line and uh you know what's what's funny is i was so embarrassed because she she embarrassed me in front of company and i cut up right cut <laughs> All okay. white meat, Peter said, and white meat. K U T up. And this is the thing y'all watched a strong, amazing woman run into a house fire, and I went in there and drug her out, and she ran right back in, and I came and drug her out. She ran right back in, then I hit in the head, right? Ugh, right? And then it was like once she yielded and saw how she was creating the situation, and that's the thing is that. We have people who will support the narrative that everybody is against us and they're not treating us right. She was the one creating the situation and y'all liked it, I think, because y'all signed up and y'all are amazing. But it's like, oh, my God, I think I'm self-sabotaging. I need somebody strong enough to come get me because powerful women, we don't listen to weak people, period. Correct. Correct. So, so what was most shocking to you when you started to do the work? Uh, and, and looking in the mirror, what was what was most shocking to you? Well, I have to give a shout out to my amazing coach, Raquel. Um, Raquel just, she didn't relent. She was one of that, those people that just kept hitting. She was not trying to ha hear it. And when I started off like, oh my God, my boss doesn't understand me. You know? And she was just like, and then the next week she, she was like, okay, so what's the problem? Where, why is your boy? What is it that you're not doing? And I'm like, I think, what you mean, me? What I'm not doing? It's not me, it's him, it's them. What are you talking about? She did not let go. And so when I finally let go and did the work, like all the work, not I'm gonna watch this, I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna, no, all the work, every single thing to the letter, 
the way I was supposed to do it. Then I had my aha moment when I realized that it just what my root issue was. And then when I, when I took the steps to address the root, right? When I went in the garden, you know, come on, Earl. When I went in the garden and started tilling the soil, right? And started really getting to the root and, and making my soil right and putting looking at the seeds I had and taking out the garbage and the old mattresses that I had in my garden. And then really say, okay, this is your garden. This is your junk. You let other people junk in it, right? You turn yourself into human trash can. So what you gonna do about it? And that's basically what Robin, I mean, Robin, I got Robin on the brain. Hey, Robin, um, <laughs> Raquel did. She challenged me to do my work. She had a Iyanla moment, beloved. I'm gonna need you to do, she wasn't as nice about it though, but she made us do the work. And when I did my work, that's when I was like, oh, it really is me. It was that whole mindset, you know, thing, like get my mind right. Where where are you coming from? Where is, where is this issue? Go back, deal with the trauma, deal with the issues and start with a new fresh garden. Let's plant some new seeds and let's go from there. And that's what Raquel really, really pushed us or pushed me. Oh, okay, so my coaches are strong too. We don't play that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we playing that. You know, um, when I think about the desire for change, y'all want to change. Just coming into January, right? And then you, and then you had what was most shocking to you? I would say about the group because I have all these women who who inbox me and they be like, "Chrissy, do you do one on one?" I'm like, "No, we don't do one on one no more." Cause there's so much power in the group. We are so lonely in leadership, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. like lonely all caps because we're the only woman in the room or we're the only woman of color in the room. And so we're so freaking bitter and empty and lonely and passive aggressive. What was most shocking to you about some of the women that were, you know, in the group setting that, that you work with? The Eagle crew that I was in, and even then when we went into the, you know, graduated from our weeklies to our monthlies, they allowed me to be not just authentic, but transparent. And women in leadership roles and strong, you know, women, we don't have an opportunity to let our hair down and be ourselves, right? To, to not be okay. We always have to be okay. Uh, you know, our, our cape is always flying, it's never resting. I don't care if we get caught in, in the window or the door, whatever, we, we always have to be on. So to be in a place of community and genuine love where people allowed you to cry. I don't like to cry, but I was like, I'm tired of crying. <laughs> but they allow us to cry and to grieve and to get through the things that were emotionally traumatic and causing us pain and causing us, holding us back. And so with that, they helped push us through. Like, I wouldn't have had that same thing if I had done a one-on-one -on -one with you. They literally held us accountable and made it safe and made it okay. And then gave you that network afterwards that you could also always go back and go back to and say, hey, sis, here's what's going on. Here's where I am. Help me through this. I mean, Robin sent me an amazing prayer this morning to encourage me to let me know, you got this. You're amazing. You're good. You got, you're like, this is, she told me, you, you were like Queen Esther, and you were built for such a time as this. I was like, come on with it, Deacon that's Robin, right? So that's what happened. You you get those relationships that you need that we don't have in corporate to make us feel safe and allow us to be not just authentic, and but transparent as well. That's so good. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, and I talked about how you know, when I was in my brother's house, crazy because I cracked up because because I imploded. I imploded because I didn't have the my glasses be falling up. 
I didn't have the what y'all have now, now right? Like right. part of my goal is to be who I needed 10 years ago when I imploded because I didn't have the women and, um, you know, strong women. And then, but there is a mixture of the um, nationalities that are in the room. And you'll see that we're all going through something. All women in leadership are going through something, right? Mm -hmm. So what we can't tell anybody because because we're the super women, we're the people who go and rescue everybody. We're the people that people depend on, like, Heaven forbid the superwoman is actually a human. So then yeah. we end up dying in what what is absolutely preventable, or we get sick, or we burn out, or we have to take medical leave. And so when I think about what you just talked about with regards to the women, is like we need to be able to have these conversations, uh, like Olivia just said, psychological safety, because we go into these rooms and we training on communication. I be like, hold up, but I'm crazy. why are we talking about what's going on in the news when i am melting in my chair can you not see Mm -hmm. i need help does that make sense Mm -hmm. and we're having all these flowery conversations and we're talking about oh the men are holding us back oh my god we got to make regressions and oh they privileged and entitled no hold up i am literally dying right in front of you let's yes. talk about that yes yes feeling like that um um you, you do it in a training um on a saturday when you show the um from the lion king where the queen is walking through with the hyenas and she's looking from side to side these mm, and she's giving them the side eye right and you know inside she's scared and she's dying but she can't say she can't do anything because they're gonna jump her right so every, you walk in the room every time and you got this chip on your shoulder, you're more worried about making sure, you know, your red bottoms is right, right? And your Chanel and everything and your, your Prada and your bag and your Gucci. But inside, you feel like a, a, a paper bag, a greasy paper bag from, from the chicken spot in the hood. That's what you really feel like, right? But you can't tell anybody. And you can't, you surely can't tell, you can't, can't show it, right? Because if you show it, they're going to eat you up and spit you out, Right. So the, that's the beauty of having that community, that the tribe, that that thing that gives you life, that keeps you going um, when life comes swinging at you, right? And and also when your pen your pendulum is swinging crazy, they pull you back, right? They they be like, okay, sis, get off the ledge, uh, you know, no, don't jump, <laughs> you know, it's not that bad. It, it's bad, but not that bad. We got you, and that that is something that I treasure from the from the program. So did you think that this um, level of awareness for yourself and then the love that you have for these women and then the love that you have for yourself, like, did you think this was possible, right? Like, at this stage in your life, did you think that this part was possible? I didn't know. I mean, I didn't realize that my mind was literally, my mind was trashed because and my spirit was broken. And all of that showed up as sadness. And I couldn't figure out, I knew, like we were going through the program and I was doing the things. And one day I was just like, I feel sad. I remember writing Raquel, like I'm doing these things. I hadn't had my moment and I felt sad. And I didn't I didn't think I could ever let go of that. I just felt like it was always gonna be there. And she was like, hail to the nah, we not doing this. You about to get free, right? And this is how we gonna do. And she, she shared her journey and we was all crying on the call and, and, and folks, who shall remain nameless was like, I don't cry. This is some BS. We don't cry. I don't cry. I'm a, I'm a strong. I was like, shut up. Here's the tissue. Be quiet. We crying. 
I didn't think it was possible. But I, at the same time, it's like sometimes you don't know how broken you are until somebody holds a mirror up to you, right? And that's kind of what happened. You know, she held the mirror up and she was like, why are you sad? What is this? Let's get to the tip of the end. And I, I had to figure out what I needed to do to forgive myself. And it was work that we did in, but work I did outside of that. I remember meeting with Jan and just and going through the process with her and, and, and clearing my energy and understanding, okay, all these things are connected. And I was just like, there was so much happening. So much happened in that time period. The work that I did was probably... I mean, the last six months, the things that have happened, most people, if they get it in, in 20 years, if they get it, right? Because you have to be at a certain level of emotional, spiritual, and awareness and maturity in order to be receptive of it. So I was ready. I just didn't know which direction to go. And a lot of things that I have now, now or successes I had, they were always inside of me. I just couldn't see them. That's like when Eric was like, yeah, I think you should be a VP. And I was like, very cuss her out. Like, girl, get out of my face. I, I couldn't see what she saw. She saw it. And now she's sitting there laughing at me. Like, I told you so, Heffa. I tried to tell you, but you, would, you wouldn't listen to me. But I, I, all of that, all the things. I don't forgot what you asked me, but I hope I answered it. Because <laughs> I'm cracking up. As you talked about the crying, right? Like, uh, Krista Johnson, we call her Fairy Queen C. Hopefully, Krista will be in Atlanta so you can meet her. But anyway... Um, she, you're like, am I supposed to be crying as much? Right? Like, that's what all the women ask. And, and, and I always tell, I cried for three years. Like when we finally stopped long enough, you know, my favorite quote from Napoleon Hill, if I had the courage to look in the mirror, see myself as I truly am, mm -hmm. right? If I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, not mm -hmm. more pretending to be. Yes. Not who I'm, not I'm smiling on the gram, not who, uh, you know, all the collectibles and the stuff in my closet. If I had the courage to look in the mirror and see myself as I truly am, then I will find out what is wrong with me and fix it as opposed to building alibis to cover my misfortunes. And so we don't want to look in the mirror because if we stop long enough, as strong women, we run from something. Yes. Right. High achieving women are high achieving for a reason. We all are running from a hell that we don't want to go back to, which is why we're working ourselves into exhaustion, which is why we're working ourselves to death, right? Um, and so once you, and we think that if we stop and look, that's why we don't stop because now we actually have to fix it and we, right, and right. we don't know how to fix it. Um, so how you know you talked about the you know the results that you got in three months a lot of people don't get in 20 years and i tell women all the time you're not as far away from what you want as you think you are you just need the guided steps to be able to get you and it's a few small tweaks it's not even like the big things so what was most i would say um you know shocking to you as you started to uh to unfold in a very short period of time how easy it really was once i just kind of let go right I, I everything I had, the my gifts are still my gifts, but I literally was holding on so tight to paradigms that other people had built for me that weren't mine and trying to make other people happy and whatever. And then I discovered my homeboy, Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. And I was like, okay, really do this thing? Like, and, and I'm like, okay, it made sense. It was like, I, I started to think about what it is that I'm thinking about, what it is that you really want. How do you, and, and how do you get there? And I laugh because right now, because I remember 
writing down what I wanted to do career-wise. And the VP was on there. But in my mind, I really didn't believe it because I already told Erica, like, have to leave me alone. But once I started to do the things and write on the card, I want to be chief innovation officer. I was like, okay, I stick it in my bag. Every day I look at it, it's on my bag. I listen to Earl on the way to work. And then what am I doing the things to get there? If this ain't the job that's going to get you there, then what job you need to go get that job to get you there? And so be it. And they be all right. They'll figure it out. And so then I started to change my mindset. And then the healing came in my spirit because my mind was now in a place where I can really feel secure in who I was and be able to verbalize that and not make excuses for it. And my spirit was like happy. My soul was feeling good. And, and you could see it in the way I was conducting myself and the things that I was doing. Now, in all transparency, I backslide because I, I, you know, we just do what we do. We, you, gonna, you ain't going to read why neurological ruts in one three-month session. You know, it's going to take some time. But now I have tools, right? So, like, when you need a hammer, you don't pull out a screwdriver, right? You, you pull you pull a hammer out. And if you got a screwdriver and you need a hammer, you're going to switch tools. Now I need, I have all these tools that I need to be able to use when I get into certain situations in my life. Cause the situations aren't going to change just my, my uh, mindset now and how I interpret them and how I react to them has changed. So the people out there are still crazy, you know, whether you go from one job to the other, you still going to work into people who's going to get, you know, you're going to have Karens and all the other folks in the world, but how am I going to come to it? How am I going to react? You know, am I going to lose my mind and cuss them out? Or I'm not, a, I don't cuss people out. But I, I use words. I, I, I can use regular words and make them feel so bad. I feel them, make them feel like trash, cut them down. But I don't do that anymore. There's been times people said things and I had to just walk away. And I'm like, who is this person? I literally stood up in the meeting, held my finger up. They was arguing and got up. Did the church usher finger? Got up, left the meeting and went down the hallway. Came back. I was like, I'm not owning this energy. I'm out of here. I didn't even say that. I put my finger up and said it in my head. I'm not owning this. Got up. And, what, and other times I would have been standing on top of the table like, let me tell you, I'm from the, what? You don't know what hood I'm from. You don't know who you're talking to. I didn't do none of that. And when I came back, it was, it was all good. I was like, oh, it really works. So the little stuff I did, it kept working. And I was like, well, if that worked, let me go do this. Oh, that worked over there. Let me go do that. And so it's, you just working it. Just keep working it. That was good. Renee said, I can see, I can listen to y'all talk forever. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you said so much, right? I wrote down, it's the little things. It's not like we think that change is going to come from one big move. No, it's the small, it's the small things that uh, William George, George, William George Jordan talks about in uh, the majesty of calmness. He says, you know, the, the, the influence that matters the most is, is your personal influence. It's the subtle ways that you move. It's the things that you say, not your ego that's on dress parade trying to impress everybody around them. It's like the silent, subtle radiation of your, of your energy is what is actually going to. And we're not paying attention to the silent, subtle, or loud radiation of our energy and how we affect everybody in the room. And so somebody said earlier that, you know, there is no space for my stronger self in, in the meetings as, a, a, as the only woman of color in the room and talked about microaggressions. And I remember I put it on Facebook because I like to test my stuff on Facebook sometimes before I come to the Saints on LinkedIn. And, um, and I said, microaggressions are really somebody triggering your childhood trauma. Boy, this lady from DEI got on that road to hold dissertation. I said, first of all, I'm not talking to you. 
Uh, <laughs> right? I'm not talking to you. I, I respect you, sis, and I respect the work that you do. But a lot of the microaggressions that 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 we claim is really unhealed trauma. Somebody's yeah. just thinking on, you know, what you haven't addressed with your father. You know, my, my boss, uh, who am I going to be watching? But my boss, who got on my nerves the most, was... Um, he, he criticized me like my dad. My dad is a critically acclaimed critic. Everything. Nothing is good enough, right? And so it would light me on fire. And I'm having the most violent internal reaction to this man. And everybody else is like, he's a toxic leader. He's a toxic leader. But I got lighter fluid on me because he's taking me back. I'm stressed yes. out. I'm crazy. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm a leader. I got all these people working for me. I got all these things. And I haven't managed my stress. And then I got this man who's triggering me like nonstop, he is toxic, but why am I about to die? It was because he was a direct reflection of my father. <laughs> yes. And that right there is a whole mouthful. I in I had a serious trigger a few weeks ago, right before I left my current my last job. And my best friend that's on here for over 30 years, Christine Mar Miller. Sorry, sorry, Chris, I forgot you murdered now. Christine Miller, she called me on it. She called me on it because I was like, I I'm not doing And I shut down. And she was like, because somebody told you that they were disappointed in you, it triggered you. Because that was some of the, that's the one thing when you heard when you were growing up, it, it, it really hurt you. So for someone to tell you that they were disappointed and they didn't, they didn't like your work, you shut all the way down. And she was like, no, you, you got this. She put my, she straightened my little crown out because my crown was crooked, hanging off. It was lopsided, hanging on by a bobby pin. She, she put it back up. She wiped the tears out of my eyes. She put my shoulders back. She was like, go kill it. And when I did, <laughs> she was like, see, I told you, make it pretty, make it this. She was telling me what to do. And I was, I was cussing, but I did it. And then at the end, I was like, oh. And then I reflected on it. And she was like, do you understand what happened? I'm like, yes, now I get it. Where before I wouldn't, first I wouldn't have been receptive. Two, I wouldn't have had the tools. And three, I wouldn't have been um, with the right person, right? I would have kind of had them around, but don't, like you said, having those people that that kick you in the teeth, <laughs> me too, be kicked in the teeth and hold you accountable. All of those things are very important. That's so good. We got two more questions. All right. Okay. No, I got three more. All right. So let's talk about uh, forgiveness, right? And I do want to go back to one of the things that Krista just talked about before we get into it. She says, both things can be true. He's toxic and a reflection of the past traumas. Yes, he was a toxic leader. But, you know, you talked about earlier, so now I'm going to back it up before I get to that on the forgiveness. You talked about how we react versus how we respond. And so, you know, being on fire, and if I had then what y'all have now, I, I would have retired and got my money. It's okay. God was like this. We're going to snatch you out of here, snatch your whole edges in your teeth out. And you're going to yeah. learn the lesson to be able to go back and teach other people. So I don't have any regrets <laughs> on that. But, you know, if I would have known that and if I would have forgiven and if I would have healed the stuff and the baggage that I was carrying around and if I would have acknowledged, first of all, Andrew, what we talked about earlier, that I was on fire. Mm -hmm. Um I could have responded differently to him because I would have known that he was a reflection of my father. I would have clearly learned that through this program. And so when he say stuff, I'd be looking at him like this. I does that make sense? Yes. So what is your uh what is your take on reactions versus responding? You talked about it earlier, how you would have been sending it off in the room, standing up on a mm -hmm. table, and now you just mm -hmm. be like this. I don't have to be a part of this. You just exit. Yes. 
the same incident I just told you about with one of my former bosses, I didn't respond at initially. And Christine was like, oh, because normally you would have laid it out. She's like, I, I was cussing in my head. And I didn't. I just looked at it. I was, I was literally like, what? Like, I looked at it like, really? And then I did start shutting down. And that's when, so I, I do know that I process differently. Sometimes it's, it's like those 2.39 nanoseconds that I didn't used to do before. I, I just really pause. And then I'm present, right? I'm not operating from a sense of ego. Come on, Eckhart Tolle, come through. So present, being in my space, honoring who I am in the moment and in this and, and owning like sometimes it's not about you. You don't know, maybe they breakfast digested wrong or something, or they kid stepped on their toe or whatever, or they boss. And then I'm like, wait, his boss is on his neck about this. So that's why he came at my neck because he's trying to be great and I'm not helping him be great, but he didn't communicate that. So I didn't know, but I had to be in a certain sense of awareness, self-awareness and social awareness. My, my emotional intelligence had to kick up a few notches for me to even, even um, to digest that and know that. And so then even when I had my moment, I started to go backwards. Then it was like, okay, you don't have to do this. What, what, how do you control this situation? And it wasn't from a sense of control. Like I'm gonna show you who I am. No, it was like, hmm, I get it now. So let me go do what I need to do. Let me do be my usual great, wonderful self, right? And then go from that space. And then the whole, like you literally saw the, oh my God, this is wonderful. I'm, this is great. And I'm sitting there like, like literally my response changed his response and he felt comfortable because he didn't have to come defensive. And then it was like, we were just, we was grooving after that. And I was just like, this is crazy. It's so simple. It's the strangest secret. And it's so simple that it's stupid. It's just stupid. It's just, you just be sitting there like, wow, did that really just happen? Because it's really that simple. I think that, you know, the part of uh, being in a toxic work environment is that we're taught, we're caught in these loops of reactions with toxic yes. people and their pettiness, right? And yes. so once you learn how to manage your own energy and once you become the right. master of self, yes. people don't trigger you no more. You should be sitting there looking at them. You'd be like this. Yeah, okay. And then that gives them the grace for themselves to be able to see when you're not reacting to their negativity, they're not they're not coming in ready for battle cat mode because y'all been fighting for so long. Does that make sense? Like yes. now, now we can actually have the adult conversation, or you can actually um, I can't remember who was talking about it a couple weeks ago, but uh, actually I do, but it's kind of funny, so I won't say her name, but it's like once she stopped reacting to her boss who was toxic and was negative, the lady came in the office and started crying one day because she was going through something. But they're caught in this in this battle cat mode and 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 fighting each other. And once she stopped fighting with herself first, mm -hmm. right? Once she stopped fighting and being in the thriller video with her family, dragging all the skeletons around. <laughs> Then she could offer grace and compassion for her boss because she knew that lady was going through something. All women in leadership right. are going through some ish. I don't care who you are, right? Right. And, and, and we're so triggered by all these women. I'm like, these sisters and these women just need a hug. Karen needs a hug. Does that make sense? Yes. Karen, Karen is a Karen because of what happened with her mom and them, right? Yep. Karen just yep. needs a hug. And once she stopped that mental dialogue and that battle and these chest bumping with his lady and the lady came to her office and started bawling and then told her like what she was going through and now they can move yeah. forward together. Absolutely. Um, all right, so let's talk about forgiveness right quick. That's our last question. Okay. So 
What? What? <laughs> oh, Lord. Mm. I'm just saying. You know, we. I, I was. I was telling somebody yesterday. I said I think people are very. People condemn other people harshly online because they condemn themselves first. Because once you acknowledge where you are and 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 the stuff that you did that you walking around with. Yeah. Um, Krista said, I'm not hugging a Karen. I'm going to shake her hand. I'm just saying, it's like, once you stop condemning yourself, once you acknowledge that you're not perfect, right. once, you, once you look in the mirror and be like, man, I got to, and then you forgive yourself. You have so much grace to be able to offer other people, but we can't do that when we're walking around, you know, condemning ourselves. Mm -hmm. So what are, your, what are your thoughts on forgiveness and, and, uh, and that process? Well, forgiveness for me was like my major aha with Raquel. And I real they helped me realize, honestly, I had forgiven everybody else but had not forgiven myself. So the trauma that I had experienced when I was a child at five, I was still holding on to that. And I hadn't forgiven myself. So it was giving me that sadness that was that I was feeling that I've been carrying around for all of these decades. And so I you can forgive everybody else, but you have to forgive yourself. You even have to forgive yourself. Well, I wasn't present with my child. You didn't know any better. You was hurting since you was on fire. You didn't even know you was burning up, right? You, you didn't even know you needed to get the fire extinguisher hose down on you. But now you know, right? So now you know better, you do better. And, and in, that, in that sense of present, being present, you forgive yourself and the things that happened in the past. And that's how you really free yourself. So once I was able to forgive five-year-old Leandro, you know, now almost 50 year old Leandro's like, I'm good. We good. Let's go. Let's go. And now I always say to, I say to Christine, I'm in my Caleb season, right? So I'm in, so what I'd missed before, I might've looked like I was behind everybody else was moving up and going on and doing things. But I was in that process where I had some things that had to get worked out and I had to forgive myself and I had to get free. And now I'm in the Caleb acceleration mode. Now I'm going to go claim Canaan and go make it do what it do. Right. And I'm okay with that. But I couldn't get that if I hadn't forgiven myself. Y'all will redeem the time. I'll be trying to quote scriptures on y'all while I'm cussing on the side. Tell me how to do it. <laughs> I try to I try to turn off the real religious people. Cause I, I I you know I quote a million scriptures and then I start cussing on the side and then they be like, Oh my god, this chick is in conflict. You oh, did good today. You you did real good. You didn't even get to your five. You did good. Yeah, you get it. I don't, I don't cuss online because I know my mama didn't watch. Um, so maybe <laughs> I don't cuss in public when I'm being recorded, but behind the scenes, y'all would get the business. So it's a part of you know, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. And 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 really is forgive me for I know not what I was doing. Like yes. when and Dr. Maya Angelo says, when you know better, you do better. All right. Yes. Like we can't change our past and we carry it and we drag it around. And, you know, especially working moms is like you were working to give your kids everything. And then you look back, you be like, I probably could have spent a little bit more time with them. Well, you can't change that, but you can now forgive yourself and then harmonize the relationships because I just think kids are going to be traumatizing the therapy with their parents, no matter what they do. So, right. 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 All right. Uh, last question. So, yes. um, what uh, advice do you have for people who are interested or are they on the line? They'd be like, I don't know about, I think I may want to work with these Vision Find International people. Uh, what is your advice to people who are thinking about and considering joining the Vision Find Master Class? Well, I would say one thing don't run, 
<laughs> you told me I was a runner. You didn't talk to me crazy, but you was like, you're a runner. Hurry up, sign up, because you're going to run. You're going to rationalize it and over logic. You're too smart for your own good. You're going to go through this whole analysis and talk yourself out of it. And I was just like, how she know me? That's okay. Just do it. Like, if you feel that that unction, that thing, that nut, that hunch, like, eh, I don't know. If anything, just go to the, to the Saturday and see what it's all about. Because if it was out there already, we would all be great, right? The, the thing that you need, if it was out there and you had access to it, you done done all the things. You done went to every, you got more degrees than a thermometer. You done went to every LinkedIn post and commented. You done went to the workshops and you done done all of, you done laid in the grass underneath the sun and all the stuff. You done bought every self-help book known to man. And you still, you still go to bed angry and mad and your husband, and you don't have Tuesdays at 10. Your husband don't want nothing to do with you, you know, all kind of stuff. Right. And if you could, if you could do it already, you would have did it already. Cause we all, we all bad and do our things and we could do that thing, but you can't do everything. Everybody needs a sense of community. Everybody needs some help. Some, you need somebody to put the fire hose on you and put you all out. <laughs> That's what it really is. You know, it's interesting what you talked about um, But before I get to that. So y'all can register for my event tomorrow. It's at no cost. Keep your debit card in your Gucci bag. Uh, go to levelupwithchrissy.com. Join us tomorrow from 9 to 12. I'm going to try to pack it all in in three hours. You'll be like, oh, God, I got to get it all out. But um, Dana say board meetings. So, <laughs> you know, when when I, I talk to a lot of women, actually, not as many as I used to because I do these events now, but, you know, you you listen when I said you're gonna run away. And you was like, let me think about it. I was like, oh no. Because some women think that I'm just trying to take their money. I'd be like, girl, I am trying to save you from yourself. We good. Christy Rutherford lives on the beach and she watches yachts and cruise ship pass by right down my window. I'm good. I've been in the Bahamas for two years, right? Uh, but I do place a high value on my chat. So, but you know, you um you you believe me when I said you're going to run away and you're going to make a decision. Some women be like, oh, let me pray about it. I'd be like, girl, you been, how long have you been praying? Because if you have this negative narrative that's running in your head for years, now you, that voice is safe to you to talk you out of doing everything that's greater. And so I talk to women and then the next day they be ghosts. And I'd be like this, I'm cool. I'm cool. Like, I my my whole goal is I need to be able to to say what I need to say so I can sleep at night so God can be like are you doing the work that I called you to do I'm good if you don't sign up so what are your <laughs> thoughts around if you would have you know taken the day to think about it do you think you would be where you are right now oh no no I wouldn't because 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 I would have I would have did what you I would have did a decision analysis on a spreadsheet and I would have looked at the cost return on investment and all the things I had on my plate. And, you know, I, I, I would have I rationalized an irrational situation. And you can't do that sometimes. Sometimes the things you need to do don't necessarily always make sense, but they feel good. And if that's, what, that's, that's, that's your inside, that's that thing inside of you trying to push you in the way that you should go close to your purpose and who you need to be, right? And so I would have I ran, I would have ran like, like Tina Turner ran from Ike. I would have been gone. <laughs> like, I'm out. <laughs> you were putting on a spreadsheet, too, to justify why you why said no. No, yes, right. And then still been, you know, talking about how I don't have this and I don't have that. And I'm, and I'm, and I don't understand why these people ain't, you know, mad and they're not helping me and they're not there for me and, you know, whatever. Same narrative. 
all right, we got to get off this phone, but you know, I'm proud of you. We're all proud of you. You know, like the, the, the joy that you have is undeniable. The new position that you have, that's what we do over here. Um, you know, and you've had some other things that have happened. We don't tell all your business, but that's just like mind blowing because now you're in alignment. You're in alignment to now receive what has been stored up for you, which is what I always say. And I like y'all to prove me right. I just be like, y'all need to get out the way. God has greater for you. Y'all in the way. Right. And then stop, you know, one thing I'll add is it's not about titles. It's not about money. I have, I mean, I'm not going to pop my collar or nothing like that. But what I'm going to say is I haven't actively sought a position in over 10 years. Somebody always coming to me, tap me on my back, say, I want you to come. So you already know you got the juice. It's just you got to make sure you do the inside work to match the outside. Right. And not be worried about being, you know, the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and how would, like, we, you don't get your coin. You're going to get your coin because you're already doing it. So if you put position yourself and be present and, and, and honor who you are, right? And so then your gifts will match everything else that's out there for you. Yeah, I had somebody inbox me the other day and she ended up wanting a refund for, for, you know, for the program, right? She didn't even start. She didn't even try. You know, I was hot. I, I'm almost sure I cussed out. I'm almost, I'm almost 90% sure. <laughs> And she got cussed out because I was like, you didn't even try to change it. So she inboxed me and I'm not knocking her, but she inboxed me. Like, oh, Christy, you know, because of what you talk about, I doubled my salary. I said, I don't give a S-H-I-T. I think I put S-H-Y-T. I don't care about the money if you're still dragging around all this trauma. Does that make sense? Like, if, if you know, I'm going to say this when we get off this phone because I got a one o'clock. But, like, we don't care about the money. We want our money, though. We want to be quick. Like, I'm not impressed if you doubled your salary, if you still crazy, right? On fire. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> impressed that you doubled or even tripled or quadrupled your salary. You can get a seven-figure package, but if you're who I talk to and you're melting and you're drowning and you're on fire and you're dragging around an 18-wheeler worth of baggage and you don't forgive yourself and you condemn yourself, like, I'm not going to clap for you if you got a million-dollar package. Amen. I was just preaching on that on the end, but you already know that. Like, what are your thoughts about that? We close. Like, what are your thoughts around? Had you gotten the money now without being who you are? What's the difference? It, I've still been sad. I still, I think that I am able to do more now because I'm free, right? Mm -hmm. And financial stability is not necessarily always a marker of success. You mm -hmm. show us like. We're spending 90% of our time on work and 10% on our families and whatever. And you need to flip that. So now mm -hmm. I'm spending, you know, more time with my husband and my children and my mm -hmm. friends and, build, you know, building me up. And I'm still doing my job. You know, I don't need to give them the 90. I can give them the 10 and still be great, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know who I am. I'm being more direct about what I want, how I want it. But I'm honoring who I am. Mm -hmm. So the money going to be there. If anything, mm -hmm. more money and more everything will come to you. But that peace and that joy and that knowing that you're you're walking in your anointing and that you're walking in who you are and your purpose, that's that thing that gets you up in the morning. That's that thing, you know, when you say, uh, you know, turn your sparkle, right? I'm turning all the sparkle. I'm going to turn it all day long. You don't yeah. want to even get out because you're going to get covered in sparkle and glitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Crystal say raggedy millionaires walking around here. Hey, man, I don't, I don't care about your money. I, but look, you know, let's be clear. We want, you know, we want that money. So thank you so much, ma'am. Don't hang up. Uh, everybody, have a great weekend. You can go to levelupchristy.com. Join me tomorrow. 
uh, as I drag y'all through the mud between to nine the and twelve. Me. It's gonna be great. To get the white meat dragged out of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a good weekend. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review if you love this episode. Follow Christy on Instagram and LinkedIn. And don't forget to get her free gift by texting change now, all one word. Again, change now to 66866. Until next time, go out and win bigger.